welcome back to the I'm Moving to Italy podcast. This is Nathan Heinrich, and I would like to welcome you back to Season 5, Episode 2. It is finally starting to feel like spring here in Italy. We're in mid-March, and it's finally starting to be a little bit warmer after what feels like an extra long, cold winter. Well, I have a lot of really great things to share with you in today's episode, and I want to tell you right off that we have a fantastic interview, and it is none other than star of the show, fan favorite, Alessandro. It has been just a little over three months since we've seen each other in person, and of course we talk on the phone a lot, but it's just not the same. And so we're going to do kind of a three-month check-in with you, and we're going to have a really lovely conversation with him. If my voice sounds like a little bit different, it's because I recorded it fairly late in the evening, and I was trying really hard to be quiet so that I didn't make too much noise to disturb the neighbors because I'm very conscious of that, and I want to make sure not to disturb anyone. So I sort of barricaded myself into my office and put blankets over the doors and tried to do my best to muffle any sound. But I hope that you'll be able to hear Alessandro really clearly because he was not needing to be quiet because, of course, he was in the United States and in a different time zone. And afterwards, we're going to have a fantastic segment with Vera. But first, here is my conversation last night with Alessandro. Buonasera, amore. Buonasera, amore mio. Come va? Bene, tu? Benissimo. I am super ready for this exciting moment together. <laughs> this is supposed to be one of our boring Sunday evening conversations that we would normally have with just a few extra questions thrown in. Yeah, of course. Okay, molto bene, molto bene. Yes, let's restart again. No. We're not going to restart again. We did a perfect start. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you were my first guest in season five. Wow. I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> and so the one thing I'm going to do a little different that I'm starting this tradition with you is that every guest that comes on gets to choose what we drink while we're having our interview. It's exciting. Yeah. So, I love that. What did you choose for us to drink for during our conversation tonight? Yeah, for sure it's Prosecco, because it's my favorite wine in nord of Italy, northern part of Italy. And Prosecco, you know, it's uh, wonderful. <laughs> Just I'm love it. You, I do too. I'm going to show you the bottle of Prosecco that I bought, and you tell me if it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Is yes. It? Yeah. Now, Why? Because you can read on the label that is uh, uh, DOG from Asolo. And okay. yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, okay. made in Italy. Extra dry always should be. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I learned that from you. Okay, I'm going to open my bottle. Are you going to open? You've got a bottle there too. You're going to open it? Yes, I am very, very okay, close. Here we go. We're going to do the yes. bottle opening ceremony. Exactly. That's so wonderful. <laughs> When you're ready, I am ready. Now, we are recording this very late at night. It's 12.30 in the evening on Sunday night. And I've got the door barricaded to my office. 
I've got blankets over the doors because the two sisters, well, the three sisters, but especially the two that are living next door, I just heard them a few minutes ago having their nightly ritualistic conversation with each other that they always have. (laughs) You know, they get into bed and then they talk to each other. I can hear them in their bedroom talking to each other. So I'm trying to be really quiet so that we don't disturb them. Absolutely. But but something that I love about you is that you're hearing that you can hear them talking. (laughs) I even tried to record them tonight. I tried to get a surrounding sound of them talking through the wall while I was taking a bath. (laughs) Wow. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Here I am trying to be so quiet and I'm getting ready to open a bottle of Prosecco. Exactly. It's okay. In fact, we're opening two bottles, one for you and one for me. Okay. But are are we ready to do this? Yes, I am. Okay, you go first. You go first. One, two, three. Boom. Hmm. Hopefully, <laughs> mine's, hopefully mine's quiet like that. Okay, yeah. here we go. There's nothing better than cold, crisp, bubbly Prosecco. Exactly. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, you're going to do a little toast? Yes. And okay. the first thing is cheers. Cheers to all of you and Figi Maski. Figi Maski, tell me what that means. Well, there are several of uh, these, uh, you know, ways of uh, cheating. You can say Figi Maski and is a wish to have uh, uh, male sons or uh, make a lot of money is another one for prosperity there are different ones based in the different cities in italy so uh, we can just improvise doing this <laughs> when you first yeah. came to the united states and you taught me how to do a cheers like the 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 italian way that you do and we would cheers and then you would touch the glass to the table and you would say in english Take much money. Yeah, take so much money. Yeah, that's also because my English was not uh, extremely good at the time. Then over time, I changed the scene. Make so much money, make so much money. And you yeah. didn't like because you always loved the, the original way that I was saying, you know. I, I do prefer the original way. I thought it was much, <laughs> much cuter, actually. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's just, you know. When you improve, you improve your language. And uh, it's difficult to go back uh, to the way that I was used to. Exactly. Well, anyway, so I learned to touch. You you cheers, and then you put your glass down. Before you take a drink, you touch the table with your glass. And and while you're doing that, you say something like, Yes, or make so much money. Make so much money is uh, my favorite one. To be honest, okay. it's not, yeah. Another one is a little bit uh, old fashioned style. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've got our, our glass of Prosecco poured, we've got our bottles open, and I probably shouldn't be trained to record at this hour, but that's just the way the day went. And so we're doing it, and it's going to be great. Absolutely, yes. And I think, uh, you know, they will survive one time uh, having, <laughs> you know, a little bit our voice loud, but whatever, who cares? <laughs> exactly. Well, hopefully you are doing more talking than I am on this 
in this conversation because people really want to hear more of you. When we had you on the podcast for the first time a few months ago, everybody was like, when is Alessandro going to come back? He was so great. We want him to come back for another conversation, another interview. Yeah, I really appreciated it. I could not expect that this could happen in that episode because it was just kind of, you know, let's do it, but we don't know. And yeah, the reality but, was wonderful. Well, but the thing is, you are like the unseen star of the podcast because in every single episode I talk about you because you're such an important part of my life. You're such an important part of this I'm moving to Italy process. I couldn't do this without you and I wouldn't be here without you. So the whole point is that you're so important and I've been wanting to have you on more, but you're not a self-promoter. You're a very private person, which I really love that about you. And I really admire that you're not one of these people that's trying to jump in front of the spotlight and you're just perfect. I love the way that you are, but I also really, because I think that you're such a special person, I really want to give our listeners an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. Yes. And I also want to have an opportunity to discuss what it's been like, because we just hit the three month mark of me coming here to Italy without you. So I want to get your feelings and your your thoughts on what that's been like and how the experience has been for you to not be in Italy and to be apart. This is the longest time we've been apart from each other since we've been together. And I want to hear your thoughts on everything. Yeah. First of all, I thank you so much for uh, everything that you have said about me because it's always beautiful to hear it. And, you know, (laughs) makes, you know, the heart, uh, beating fast and I'm very happy about it so uh, yeah I'm very happy and excited to share uh, my feelings about this long period of time that we have been apart from each other and the growth that we both had in this uh, situation absolutely and I think yeah could help also so many people that they are uh, you know where the partner is spending the time apart for traveling for work and for different situations and i think when uh, people can build the, you know the habit and the tools to survive and to live the life in a good way then they, they cannot feel like you know the distance mm-hmm. but I, but i think that's something that we have learned over time in our uh, relationship <laughs> you know yeah you're much more of a scheduled person than I am. I'm much more of a sort of free-flowing, free-form, unscheduled, unstructured kind of person by nature, just because of the way I was raised and my habits and my career. I've always had a career that allowed me so much flexibility. You have a personality that's so much more structured, and that's been a really good influence in my life. You do the same thing every single day at the same time. You have a lot of rituals that you do. And I kind of love that. I've never been a person who's been very good about setting up rituals in my life. But you start every single day the same way. You take a nap, you get your coffee, you do your work, you go for your walks, you go for your evening coffee, you take your shower, like every single thing. I know within minutes of wherever I am, I know what you're doing. And you and I have very specific times about... Three times a day, wouldn't you say that we talk on the phone? 
Yeah, yes. Yeah, very often. Yes, tons, the schedule can change if we have different things that we are doing, but it is uh, occasional. It's not something that happen. So for me, being habitual helps to set up, you know, sometimes times that we can talk on the phone. Uh, but usually, yeah, I think that we have grown so much in the last few years that the reason why we can survive on a long distance uh, situation is because yeah we have grown very much and uh, there is trust there is love and then we know where we are what we are doing it's not like that we you know that there is something that we don't know about each other but also we are excited to hear from each other what we are doing because it's not the same uh, situation that we can uh, you know we have to wait at the end of the day to tell each other what we are doing now it's more exciting because just many part we are experiencing new things, new situations on our own as individuals. And I think this is something that really, it's really interesting. It means that we can survive on everything in life, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's definitely been, um, it's been really cool to watch you do things socially in the United States, in Tennessee to have a social life alone without me. Like you were like, everybody was inviting you to every holiday party over the holidays. And you just go out to dinners. You are way more social in Tennessee than I am here in Italy. And I think it's amazing that you have gotten to a point where you feel like you've got friends and you've got people that are always asking you to do things because you're the most interesting person in town. <laughs> Everybody just loves you. Yeah, yeah. But this is something very interesting because I don't define myself to be an introvert, but I define to be myself, you know, really, really versatile in the sense of uh, I can be introvert with the people that I want to, I can be extrovert with the people that I want to, because I love to be very selective. I don't love mm -hmm. to just be friend of everyone because I have learned over time to select situations, moments and people, especially people. I am a good judgment of people. So this time I just said, okay, they are inviting me in uh, different Christmas parties. I don't want to limit myself in this moment. I would like to do it without feeling overwhelmed. And uh, I'm glad that I did because I appreciated this uh, time with uh, our own, our own uh, friends. And they are really lovely people. And yeah, it was fun. For, I can say also that uh, your presence really helps because you are the one that make other people comfortable, you know. You really have this gift to make people happy, making people laugh. I'm more a little bit serious. I can only few people can see the silly part of me because I love to be very silly day by day. Uh, but I don't show this to everybody because I don't think that everybody deserves to see everything about me. Ooh, getting so deep, this, the psychotherapist is coming out. The life coach is coming out here. <laughs> I love that you have that much self-value, that you are reserved in who you share, who you are with. Like not everybody gets the unedited version of you. Not everybody gets that. I'm so glad I get it because when you're silly, 
you're hilarious. <laughs> you have such a good sense of humor. <laughs> you make me laugh. And when people have an opportunity to get to know the real you, I just, everybody just falls in love with you because you're so, you're just so adorable. <laughs> and you've got, I mean, of course, Americans love you because you're Italian and you have a great accent and you're interesting and you're, you're an intelligent person, but I am the kind of person who could never be with someone who's boring. Mm -hmm. You are the exact opposite of boring. And I love that about you. Yeah, boring, it's not me. I need to always to create something. Uh, you know, uh, there are times that you don't want to go out. There are times that I want to go out or vice versa. No? The times that you want to go out are the times that I don't want. Sometimes we have to compromise how to do it. No? And uh, that's uh, the mix that makes our relationship very interesting. You know, uh, mm. it's not that we say yes uh, all the time. We need to, and then we are two people that we have really, we have strong opinions. <laughs> and uh, when we argue, we, if we argue, sometimes we do deeply and passion, with passion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not, we're not trying to, by the way, just for the record, we're not trying to pretend like we've got it all figured out, like we're the perfect couple, because that is so far from the truth. Now, for me, the couple that uh, is really perfect is the couple that is imperfect. Hmm. Means that the perfection, the real perfection doesn't exist, don't exist. But the most important thing is uh, to find perfection where there is an imperfection. So profound. Is what I believe. <laughs> I know. I, Don't forget to drink your Prosecco. I'm doing it. I'm just talking. You're not. You're not. Yes, I do. It's time for aperitivo where you live. Absolutely. And I did it. Something I'm a little bit jealous of is something that happened today in the United States that didn't happen in Italy yet. Yeah. What happened was that was the time zone the change of the time zone and uh, usually i love when the time become longer like you know the hours become uh, even longer but this time uh, the situation made me a little bit crazy because i lost a little bit of sleep <laughs> but yeah very soon will happen in italy on the 26th and uh, yeah already here we had warm days where everything was beautiful and the trees uh, uh, are blooming and that's beautiful. It's just like uh, incredible. And I had fun just telling Ethan, uh, telling you, you know, uh, here the trees are blooming and uh, what is happening in Italy? And you told me, oh no, here it's cold and the trees are not yet blooming. Yeah, yeah, you you're in the south. You're in the farthest south that you can possibly be in the state of Tennessee. So you're right above Georgia, just about an hour away from Atlanta. So you really are in the south, which means that spring comes early. And you've been telling me it's 80 degrees, 70 degrees. Meanwhile, it's been snowing here and it's just been so cold, but finally we're getting a little bit of warm weather, but anyway, so it's still daylight there, isn't it? Tiny bit, tiny bit, because today was cloudy and uh, yeah, it was not the best day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But usually I love to always think in a positive way about the weather. 
Yeah, because I believe in manifesting. I believe that our thoughts create and I believe that we have power on things. And yeah, something that I always practice on daily basis and uh, I made this like a lifestyle. Yeah. So that's so interesting. <laughs> Very good. So you've been staying busy because you've got your clients that you are coaching and you've got your practice that keeps you busy. And so you do all of your work with your clients online, which means you can work anywhere in the world. Yes, absolutely. I am uh, very happy that I have this possibility to uh, work with them. And uh, these are kind of clients that I love to work with because it's not like working with uh, clients for uh, therapy, the way that I was doing years ago, that I was working in hospitals as a psychotherapist. Um, over the years, I switched my careers, becoming a life coach, so I could help people in a, in a more positive way, giving them more action. And because, you know, psychotherapy can be limiting time to time because you cannot help and a lot to your clients. And with coaching, is different. helps me to have the right tools it has been very good so far. And then uh, I'm focusing more on manifestation instead of, uh, you know, other kind of topics. And I'm very passionate about it. You would tell me stories about your clients that you used to have in the hospital and they would come in and they would be very distressed and on the, on the verge of like a psychotic break, or maybe they've had a psychotic break or whatever. And you helped so many clients that were in such a horrible, distressed, compromised sort of state of mind. And you're kind of a empathic, very calm person. And so I would imagine you were the kind of person that people really wanted to talk to when they were in that place. But even though I think they really appreciated you, I think it probably took a real emotional and mental toll on you because you, for years, you're dealing with people at their worst. Yeah. It's so true because, uh, you know, when you work day by day with patients that they go through schizophrenia, depression, and bipolar personality, and at least I is a... Uh, so why is is very wide uh you tend to as a psychotherapist i had the tendency to absorb a lot of them uh on daily basis and i reached the point that i could not uh, handle anymore i didn't want to live that life as a psychotherapist anymore because even though you help them and yes i have been always a wonderful listener now and i I had always qualities that uh, I could really go deeply to the roots of the problem that they had and helping them to go through and uh, living a life where they could uh, cope with their problem, but also overcome the problem. Many colleagues that I had, they were so easy to prescribe medications. And to be honest, I was always against because I you know, I always thought that I could help them with uh, different tools like hypnotherapy or the real therapy. And uh, to be honest, I it was very successful. But also it was very draining because, you know, you absorb, absorb, absorb for years. And then uh, I'm so glad that I switched my career. 
Yeah, I'm going to brag about you for a little bit and say some things about you that you would never say about yourself. Mm -hmm. So Alessandro, he, he didn't mention this because he's very humble, but for two years in a row, Alessandro was voted by the Order of Psychotherapists in Italy. He was voted the top psychotherapist in Italy and given an award because of so many of his clients that he helped. In fact, he one specific case I remember you telling me about was a woman who was suicidal and she had her baby in her in her hands and she was thinking about jumping off of a building and killing herself and her baby would have been going with her. And you were there and you talked her, convinced yeah. her to come come back inside. So you you have earned some really wonderful acclaim and and you've earned some awards from your colleagues and your peers in the industry. Universities in Rome, for example, will still send you invitations to come and be a speaker. And the reason originally that you were coming to New York was because you got a job offer to be a professor at Columbia University in New York. And so I know you would never say any of these things, and I know you've gone a different direction with your career now, but you've done some really impressive things with your career. And the fact that you chose to not give your clients a lot of medication, which I think medication gets way over prescribed, especially in the United States, but probably also here in Italy, I just am very impressed with your your track record and your career that you've had. Yeah, thank you so much. I think that I always loved the way that, you know, I could help other people, especially in that story that I saved the mother and the baby. And she went through a very, very dark, dark depression. And it was a very tough situation. But I collected myself because when you have to intervene you have to help someone that is going down is going to risk her life and the baby you have to put you know all the doubts on the side and just uh, do everything that you need to do and i did it and i'm very glad that today now they are always checked by other colleagues and they are both safe uh, the mother and the baby and then uh, all about the achievements yeah for me I'm very glad that I did, but you know, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm very humble. I don't like to. Uh, I'm the one that brought it up because I know. No, it's okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's just, you know, make me blush. <laughs> so you have been making me laugh for the last. A month or so, you have discovered a TV show in the United States that you are obsessed with, and you've been watching it by the season. And so every evening before I go to bed and I say goodnight to you, I know you're going to be watching your favorite show. And I and then I call you in the morning when I wake up, and you've just finished, and you're getting ready to go to bed. And so tell us about this show that you've been watching that you love. <laughs> If uh, we have to talk about addiction, I became addicted about this show that is so amazing. And uh, I intend that also they can uh, bring this show in Italy, like a different uh, you know, <laughs> way, but very similar. It is called Married at First Sight. And is when uh, a, a team of experts uh, choose two strangers uh, based on their compatibility. 
and uh, they match them together and they have to be married in a legal bonded marriage for eight weeks. And after eight weeks, they can decide if they can stay, uh, stay married or to get a divorce. And so fascinating how, you know, two strangers, then uh, they can be in that situation, extreme situation of commitment. And I have learned a lot from, uh, you know, this show. I'm very, very passionate about it. I recommend to watch the last few seasons because they're very, very uh, beautiful and interesting. And also every year, every season is a, the show is done in a different city. So for the first time last year was in the West Coast in San Diego. And uh, this year is back in Nashville. And it's a new season that uh, I'm waiting that is uploaded online. And then I can wait to watch it. <laughs> okay. Say the name of the show one more time, just to make sure people heard it. Married at the first sight. Married at first sight. Okay. Yay. So you have discovered this show. So I've known about this show for a long time. I don't think I've ever watched it, but you have like, because you're so fascinated because it has to do with relationships and you're kind of a relationship expert and you just, I know you've just been so, so taken by this show. And I can always tell when you've been watching this show because you start using new vocabulary words that I've never heard you use before. The other day you said to me, oh yes, my love, we are, we are on a rocky road. We are on a rocky road. Or rocky start. Oh, we, we are having a, a rocky start. And I was like, okay, where are you getting this? And then the other day you said, oh, you're making me blush. Like you just said, you're making me blush. I've never heard you say that before. I've, and so you're using all of these terms that I've never heard you say before. It's so hilarious. And I finally figured out what was going on. That you're picking up these, you're picking up these new phrases from this show that you're watching, which is just cracking me up because it's the most random things that, that you are absorbing from this show that in your language. Yeah, because in the past few years, you know, the TV show and shows, they helped me to improve my vocabulary. And every time I was learning and absorbing new, uh, new words everywhere. And sometimes I just loved to uh, learn and absorb, but this comes naturally because my mind is like a sponge is absorbing the new repetitive statements that they do on the show, but also in different shows. But this one is just like very, very specific about relationships. So there are some, uh, you know, statements that I love to repeat over and over and over because uh, they're so fun. <laughs> so <laughs> it, just, it cracks me up because you're always, you give me the, after you finish a season or you meet a new couple that's getting married and trying to stay married or they're having drama with their families or whatever, you always tell me about this stuff. And it's just so hilarious to hear you talk about it because you're loving it. And I can imagine you sitting there by yourself <laughs> watching these shows and it's just, it's great. Also, I would like to share with uh, everybody something that happened when I watch my favorite shows now. Um, I love all these shows like Love is Blind, Married at the First Sight, all uh, the shows that are romantic and based on relationships. And I could say even the Hallmark movies. I'm very, very romantic. 
sometimes what can you repeat that again what kind of movies hallmark movies hallmark movies okay, yes right. hallmark movies and every time that i watch a movie from uh, hallmark uh, or love is blind there is always you commenting on the side and making me laugh because you cannot stand this kind of shows <laughs> it's the fun thing and i always laugh <laughs> when you do that yeah <laughs> yes you and i <laughs> Very true. You and I have very different taste in TV shows and and movies. You love things that are very sweet and have a perfectly happy ending. The stakes are not high. It's not dark. It's not stressful. It's not a thriller. It's nothing too heavy. You like things that are very light and really happy. And you're right. When you have one of your shows on or one of your movies on, something romantic or whatever. I usually am sitting there making snarky remarks and talking, saying things that are just completely negative about the situation because it's so unbelievable. <laughs> but I can say, you know, no negative. Uh, you are very, very funny. And, uh, you know, you know how to make me laugh and you're hilarious, you know. Yeah, that's funny. I always love this side of you. It's not boring, you know. Yeah, it's a side that I probably maybe should let out a little bit more, my snarky side, my sarcastic side. Maybe I should let that side out a little bit more on this podcast. On this podcast, yeah. I tend to try to bring my most positive version of myself. But if any of you ever happen to have an opportunity to sit with Alessandro and I while we're watching one of his movies, you will be introduced to this side. <laughs> Well, yeah, it can be possible. You know, we have different quirks. We have, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Different quirks. Oh, quirks. We have different yeah. quirks. Exactly. You see, new words. <laughs> okay, so that's another new term that you picked up, quirks? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think you better have another drink of Prosecco, because I haven't seen you pick up your Prosecco glass for a minute. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Why here's not? Another, here's another yes. cheers. Salute. Cheers. Mm. I'm so glad that you that you agreed to have another conversation and share some time with all of us. Same for me. So you kind of sent me for a loop. You have a way, a very Italian way of doing things and being that is so different from me. Yeah. And you just reminded me of this this past week. You are very open to changing your mind. And usually with me, I decide something and I that's what I decide. That's what I'm going to do. And I go for it and I do it. And I do really don't change my mind. Probably not flexible enough sometimes. You, on the other hand, you could make a declarative statement or say you don't want something, you would never do something. And then... The next thing I know, you're open to the idea. Yeah, I love to be very malleable with myself, but I, I, I was not in this way in the past. I was very stuck in my own uh, way, you know, like, okay, this has to be and I'm going for it now. But over time, I changed because I have seen that life is too short. I cannot say that it's something really Italian. I can say that it's something about me that I have developed 
over time. And uh, yeah, I love to be free to decide what I want to do and I can change my mind easily because life is too short and I want to live uh, always my life to the fullest and uh, is what I also tell uh, everybody in my family in my life now just enjoy every day to the best of your abilities because every day is important and sometimes we think so much about the future that we lose the present moment and we can mm-hmm. be happy today in this moment. Yeah, we need just to decide. I actually agree with that. And I think I probably should be more flexible when it comes to deciding something and then being open to, it's probably an American trait as well as a personal trait. But I like that you're so flexible. But sometimes, however, you shock me and you really send me into a sort of third dimension of confusion because <laughs> I you you surprise me and I just don't expect it. For example, for the past hmm, three or four years at least, we've been talking about where we would like to be in Italy. Where would we like to live? We've considered the Prosecco Valley. We've considered Puglia. We've considered the Amalfi Coast. We've considered everything. And we've kind of recently come to believe because you said that living in Lazio, which is the region of Rome, which is the region I just went to visit to look at property recently. You said that you were willing to live there. And now I, because it's close enough to Naples, close enough to a major airport. And we kind of agreed that was a good compromise, but For at least five years prior to that, I've been asking you if you'd be willing to consider the part of the Italian coast of Calabria, south of the Amalfi coast, sort of south of the city of Agripoli. How do you say it? Agripoli? Agropoli. Yeah, just sort of south of the city of Agropoli. And there's some cities that we visited when my sister came in 2000. 18 maybe to okay. Italy and and we traveled around Italy together with her we we visited some cities and I've been looking at properties in those cities for years now and found some places that were beautiful but you always said to me you you would never in a million years consider living in those it's part of Cilento which is like a, a natural is it like a preserve is at a preserved area of Campania region, and it's very beautiful. And uh, it's on the ocean, and uh, it's also where they cultivate also lemons and beautiful olives, where they make olive oil. And there is a huge production of uh, many, many, many things. Yeah. So I would ask you. For years, I've asked you, would you be willing to buy property there? Because I know that you love the region of Campania where you were born and you love the food there, you love the wine, you love everything. And you said, no, I would never consider that area because in the winter, you would literally say it's forgotten during the winter, meaning in the winter months, because a lot of Italians go to that area where they have beach houses or they rent a house and they bring their family there for the summer or at least for August. And they spend their summer holidays there. 
but it's not an area that's known by a lot of American and foreign tourists. And so I thought it would be a great compromise for us, but you always said no to that. So I finally stopped looking at properties down there for the last year or two. I have not looked at any properties down in Southern Italy. We visited there. We've got our friend Simonetta lives there. We know other people down there, but we've decided that area is off limits. And we've started looking a little bit further north, closer to Rome. So just last week, I was out for a walk and I was walking through the park across the street from our apartment here. And I just said, are you 100% sure you don't want to be closer to a beach or to the sea? And, you know, are you sure you wouldn't be interested in somewhere like Palinuro or Camarota, something like that? And you said, what did you say to me? I said, yeah, we could consider because uh, based on uh, your last trip in Lazio, there is a lot of potential to buy something there. But compared on, uh, on the fact that we could be on the ocean, I started thinking, okay, let's, uh, let's uh, a little bit think about how many benefits I can have, we can have being close to Naples, that is uh, my home city, my home city, and how many benefits we can have looking for something there. And, you know, as soon as I said, okay, I can find mozzarella or buffala. I can find my pizza, the real pizza. I can find my bread, my favorite wine that is Falangina. I can, we can go on the ocean every day. Uh, I am very close to Naples. I said, you know, you know what? I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm open to see that area. So the reason why now we are looking in that direction too. Oh my gosh. When you told me that, I just about fell over because I have been so persistent in asking you <laughs> if that area was, was even like on your radar or it would be of, an, of interest to you. And now I'm searching for properties there and there's just not, I, I feel like there's more, there were more properties with more land available several years ago. And it seems like now there's less options available. I remember some properties I fell in love with a few years ago that we just said, nope, that's not going to work. And I'm now I wish I had really, but you know what? We're on a journey and there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. You're the Italian in this equation. I'm the foreigner. I'm in Italy. So I'm going to be happy probably just about anywhere in Italy, but you are a native to Italy and you're also a native to Campania. And so I don't want you to be unhappy where we end up. I don't want you to be like, oh gosh, why did we buy a place here? Because this place doesn't have the right kind of food that I like, doesn't have the, the wines that I like. It doesn't have the sort of culture and the people that I like. Yeah. But in fact, um, the beauty of, uh, the beauty of all of that is that, uh, you know, communication is key. Means that uh, we are able to have a good communication and understanding each other's needs. And uh, we are also able to evolve over time. And that is what we did. <laughs> so that's amazing, no? Is that what we did? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you. 
You are something else. You are something else. I am who I am. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. I wouldn't want you to be any different, but you just, you just like, I've just learned to just laugh about it because it's just, it's just hilarious. I thought we had narrowed things down to not only a specific region, but a specific couple of towns within a region. Now my brain is sort of exploding again because now we're now looking at two regions and multiple towns and multiple regions. So anyway, but the good news is you're coming here soon and we're going to go together again and we're going to look in these areas. We're going to figure out once and for all where we want to be. Yeah, and that is going to be very, very beautiful because uh, now with the, the beauty of the spring, you'll see that very soon when we will go down the south and you will experience the spring and the smell of the ocean and the beauty of the nature in Palinuro and in Cilento, you can see and compare how different it is between Lazio and Campania. Because Lazio is beautiful, but that side that we explored uh, in Lazio was a little bit close to the mountains and was a little bit cold, uh, you know, very cold. And, you know, we can see the differences. I think that, yeah, we will uh, appreciate, we'll appreciate. I feel like this is going to be our final scouting trip. I didn't think we were going to have such a, such yeah. a, such a full and diverse and and varied scouting trip because we've done a lot of scouting trips together to try to figure out where do we want to be and i feel like it's been going on for so long uh, the part of me that's just really ready to get started and start doing something is tired of searching and i'm i'm kind of getting a little exhausted with the the constant never ending search but if we start to say, okay, we're, we're not going to open up new possibilities anymore. We're really going to say, okay, this is it. We've finally decided we've, we've settled on these locations and this is it. Now we just have to find the perfect place in these locations. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. I just need to get to a point where we have clarity and I want you to be happy. I'm going to be more happy with the type of property that we find. I think you are more, it's more important to you where we are in Italy. I'm less concerned with where we are in Italy. I'm more concerned with what does the property look like? What does the land look like? What can I grow there? How much land is it? Where is it located? Is it on a hill? Is it in a valley? What are the views like? Those are the things that matter most to me because, you know, I'm the gardener. I want to know how much sun am I going to be getting? What is the coldest it's going to be during the winter months so I know yeah. what I can grow? You know, can I grow avocado trees or can I grow citrus trees or am I not able to grow any of those things and I have to have a greenhouse to take them in in the winter? These are the kind of things as a gardener and a horticulturist that I'm thinking about. Absolutely, and I think that we will explore and uh, we will make our final decision soon. And I look forward for this. Yeah, I'm very happy about it. One of the best things, now, even though, you know, it's easy to get impatient, which I'm not the most patient person by nature. Sometimes I'm a little bit impatient. 
But I think it's really important to know Italy and to know what's right for you, whoever you are. I think that you could end up buying a piece of property and we know how it goes in Italy. Once you buy a piece of property, forget ever trying to sell it. It's the same thing that I was thinking while you were uh, mentioning this. It's easy to buy, but difficult to sell to the right person and recoup the full amount that you want. Because in certain cities, you can buy and sell easily. But if you buy in the suburbs, it's so important to make the right decision and to be committed to what you are doing. Not even just the suburbs, but also the rural areas, the countryside, which is where we're looking. Absolutely, yes. That's so important because uh, also there are a lot of ruins uh, everywhere in Italy, but, you know, it requires a lot of time and uh, a huge investment in terms of uh, time and financially. So that's so important to, you know, take the time that we need to evolve and make the right decision. Yeah, I know we're going to find a place and I don't want to find a place that only I fall in love with. I think it's so important that we find a place that we both love equally. In spite of all odds, I have a hope that when you come to Italy for the next time for your next visit, you're going to come around Easter sometime in April next month, right? Probably, yes, or before. Yeah, let's see it. Yeah. Well, uh, whenever you do come, I really feel like this time, this particular trip is going to really be our final scouting trip. The area in Lazio that I discovered, you've never visited there. So I wanted you to experience that area and see what you think about it, how you really feel. Yes, it's close to Rome. Yes, it's close to a major airport and it's convenient for that. But do you like the food? Do you like the people, the cities? Do you like the countryside? How do you feel about the, just the, the region that you've never really spent a lot of time outside of Rome where we're looking? So I'm going to be really curious to see if you like it. Yeah, I am very open to see it because I've never been there and uh, have never been there. And uh, I'm very curious to see what what uh, <laughs> what is the situation there with my own eyes. Because in just two seconds, I can just really deeply uh, understand what's going on. Yeah, I know you can. But it'll also be interesting to see how close we are to the sea. It might be a good idea for us to start at that location and go for a drive to to a beach and see how long does it take us to get to a beach and what are the beaches like that we would go to. Do yeah. we even like those beaches? You know, I grew up in, in California in kind of the agricultural part of California in the Northern California. And it took us an hour to get to the, to the beach. And that yeah. was normal for me. I was just happy that I had a beach to get to in an hour, you know, that I didn't live in the middle of the country where there was no ocean. You had to get on a plane or drive for days to get to an ocean. So for me, one hour away from a beach is not so bad, but I've also, I also know that it would be a dream to live minutes away from a yeah. beach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a, a wonderful opportunity to have uh, a property close to the, to the ocean because I love to be close to the sea. 
especially because Naples uh, is on the ocean. And for me, that's so normal to have the ocean very close to me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I understand the feeling. I think that exploring and is going to be meaningful and helpful. Whatever it is, I'm okay with it. I'm just excited to figure out what it is. The adventure continues. Yeah, we are so open to explore everything and I'm very excited. I look forward for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, let's see it. Yeah, well, I've really, really missed you being here in Italy with me. It's been good for me to be here without you, but it's made me, like you said, it's made me grow. I didn't realize how much I was relying on you to help me with my Italian. When I was in a group of Italians, I would just have you help me. I didn't realize how much I was relying on that. So not having that, spending so much time with your family members, with Italian friends here, it's really been good for me. It hasn't been easy, but it's been good for me. And it's helped me really, really improve my Italian. And it also has made me much more, much more grateful and appreciative of you. Well, I knew I was going to miss you, but I didn't know how much more challenging Italy would be without you. Yeah, but in reality, I think the challenge sometimes can be only perceived from our own minds. And as soon as you are in a situation, you are able to really, really solve and become the version of you that works in your favor. Because I was not worried about you being in Italy on your own just because I knew that you are so capable and also because you had family around. So I knew that it was a a situation very good for you. And I'm very grateful for your growth and I'm very happy about it. Thank you. I'm really proud of you too. You're doing great. You're making friends, you're making connections, you're doing great things. And I'm also really excited you're coming back in a few weeks because it's been way too long. Exactly. And it's going to be wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, well, hey, thank you so much for coming back and being my very first guest uh, in season five. Thank you so much to you. And it's it's such an honor that, uh, you know, I'm here. And I want to thank to all the listeners that they have been asking me to be here again. And once again, thank you so much for having me here. Well, it's my pleasure. And let's do one more toast before we say buonasera. Buonasera a tutti e grazie di averci seguito. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Salute. Thank you so much for your time, for sharing. And I know that this is not your favorite thing. It's not the easiest thing for you to do. But thanks for being here anyway. And even though you're such a private person, thanks for opening up and sharing with us and being vulnerable with all of us. Vulnerability is one of my favorite qualities. So I'm so happy and glad that I did it. And we did it. Thank you. (laughs) Grazie mille. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Bravo, amore. Bravo, bravo. Thanks, Alessandro, for coming back and sharing some time here with us and letting us hear your lovely accent and your thoughts about Italy and your thoughts about life in general. 
I'm so glad you're going to be coming back to Italy very soon. And I want to just thank you again for taking the time to share and be here with us today. Well, that brings us to our weekly segment of La Vera Italia. And we're doing something a little bit different today. We are going to be answering a listener's question. One of our wonderful listeners asked a question and I got her permission to share this question and have Vera answer it for us in today's segment. So here is our weekly segment with Vera Sarzano, La Vera Italia. Ciao, Vera. Welcome back to another segment of La Vera Italia. Ciao, Nathan. Come stai oggi? Molto bene, molto bene. Oggi il tempo come primavera. Sì, sembra di essere in primavera. Hai ragione. Now, there is something maybe interesting for our listeners. Uh, you live in the north, in the sort of Pianura Padana and... Uh, first hills and mountains there, the Alps, but spring comes earlier there because of the huge flat Pianura Padana, so all the way from Turin to Venice, basically, and the Alps on top, so it kind of like a greenhouse, you know, it gets warmer earlier in spring, while here in the central Italy, especially when you're not on the sea, on the Mediterranean Sea, then spring arrives a little bit later, so it's cooler still. But then in, in fall, it's the other way around. So here in central Italy and the south, of course, but that's another story. Here in central Italy, um, fall is still very, very warm, basically until Christmas, when in the north, it starts raining and being cold way earlier. So they're just a little bit different if they're not exactly the same while in the south especially in sicily of course it's always nice and warm or really really hot interesting that's that's very cool i didn't actually know that um until you told me that the other day and i think that's really information good information to know if you're planning to move to italy or planning to even just travel to italy to kind of be aware what the seasons are going to be doing but it's been feeling so cold here for so long. I'm just so grateful for a little bit of warmth. Yeah, it's it's time. It's time. It's been a long winter. It's been a long winter. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've been spending the winter alone, but it's just felt like the longest winter ever. <laughs> it was not, actually. It was not. It wasn't? No, like Christmas time was still very, very warm all over Italy. Yeah, it hasn't snowed that much, has it? So no, a little bit, not much, but it just feels like it's just been cold, and just every time you step outside, you have to be bundled up. And I don't know. I guess I'm a California boy, so you know, I'm anything feels cold for me. <laughs> uh, well, we've got a really, really great segment today. We're going to be doing something a little different. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I'm looking forward to hearing the topic that you're going to be sharing with us today, Vera, and where the topic came from, because that's something that that's kind of new that we want to do this season. Season five, we're going to do things a little differently. We're going to explain that in a minute. But before we do, do you have an Italian question for me today? <laughs> mm -hmm. Very short. So it's... Okay. 
che cosa ti fa veramente arrabbiare nella vita? <ride> che cosa ti fa veramente arrabbiare nella vita? All right. I know everything except for the most important word. Arrabbiare? I don't know what that is. If maybe if I was reading it, I would know, but for some reason I can't, I don't, it's not coming to me. What is that word? Arrabbiare. Angry. Yeah, make what makes you angry. Okay, right. I understood the rest of it, but I didn't understand that. Okay, so let's just have you say it one more time so I can really hear it now that I know what it means. Che cosa? Ti fa veramente arrabbiare nella vita. What makes you really angry in life? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, that's a really good question. I got to think of my answer, and then I got to think about how to say it in Italian, which is going to be really hard, probably. Uh, I'm not sure if I could say the thing that makes me the most angry, because there are a lot of things that really bother me. I think I think willful ignorance makes me really angry and also people that are disrespectful of each other or like just blatant disrespect for another person so I I know that probably sounds very vague but those are those are two things that really bother me All right so let me see if I can say it in Italian Mi arrabbio quando un persona Non hai rispetto. Molto bene, bravo. That's the only one, that's the only one I could think of because I don't know how to say the rest of it in Italian, but did I say that correctly? Yeah. Correct me. I did? Yeah. Mi arrabbio quando le persone non hanno rispetto. Non hanno mm-hmm. rispetto. Okay, so I wasn't quite, quite perfect, but okay. But you understood what I was trying to say. Yes, I did. Bravo, Nathan. Grazie. And, and I'm going to ask you the same question, Vera. <laughs> what makes you angry in life? Okay, you know what? It's the same thing that you said, but I have an example because I'm usually kind of quiet. I mean, I get mad inside, but I don't say anything because I don't think it's worth it. So I just, yeah, leave you alone and just... But there's one thing that makes me scream literally if you see me I'm like oh wow she's like possessed and if when you're (laughs) in a line waiting for your turn for something and people just cut the line Mm. literally I can hit someone for that I start (laughs) shouting I I can't I just can't stop I just (laughs) can't and in Italy it happens quite a lot you know we're not very good at lining up for things Mm -hmm. That's England where they queue, right? They have all this queue in front of shops. We, we don't. You just go to the counter one beside the other. And of course, if you're a polite person, you have a look on who's already there and then try to politely raise your hand or like, it's my turn. And then there's always a person who just arrives and starts talking. I'm like, hello, if I'm here, it's not because I like to look at the prosciutti there. I want to order them, right? <laughs> And what really drives me crazy is especially in uh, at the pharmacy or drugstore, whatever, there's a yellow line on the floor. They have to paint a line literally for us because 
Italians, well, their personal space is not that big, you know, so they like to be very, very close to each other. So basically, especially in the pharmacies, they drew this yellow line. So you are behind the person. You still hear everything, but at least you don't peer or just really listen to it. And then I'm there behind the yellow line waiting for my turn. And usually it's an old lady. She just comes and goes straight to the counter. And I don't care. She could be 95, but I know she saw me. And she was like, oh, I did. And it happens all the time. Oh, I didn't see you. You didn't see me? Or, oh, I didn't think you were waiting. No, right. I like to spend my mornings at the drugstore. So, yeah, I start yelling and shouting. And sometimes my husband has to tell me, come on, that, that's enough. You told them. told them. <laughs> well, first of all, I think that anyone listening to this can probably relate to the fact that they don't like to have people jump in line in front of them. I guess it's kind of similar to what I said. You don't like people to be disrespectful, right? Because that's a very disrespectful thing. I haven't noticed that so much here in Northern Italy, in Veneto, for some reason, people here seem to be very respectful. And I know that uh, as far as when, as far as lines go, but maybe that's because they're closer to, uh, closer to Europe. I don't know. They're less Italian. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, it happens less in the North, probably because of their origin. Yes. Uh, Northern Italians, we are from Austria and France, so a little bit more European. We have a little bit more European influence. While in the South, it's totally different. You take more time to talk and like that. But still, it happens also in the North. But what probably happens is that you're a foreigner. And you'll always be a foreigner. So if maybe you're not sure about it, you're just there. You're just in line. And maybe something like this happens, but you're like, oh, no, maybe it was my fault. Maybe I didn't see her. Maybe she was here before me. That's what I do when I'm abroad. I'm not quite in my you know, place. So I, I always assume I'm the one who's wrong because, of course, I don't know the rule. I was just distracted. So I tend to be nicer to people maybe even when I was in I don't know Berlin they cut the line but I was like oh no maybe that person was here first or maybe they have a special ticket and they can do that but in my country I know how things work so Mm. okay so you know it's happening so I'm just ignorant that's what you're trying to tell me (laughs) no you are blessed because (laughs) no I'm just kidding I know I'm ignorant we already know that that's been well established this whole podcast is an exercise in how ignorant Nathan can be but I I need to interrupt you there for a moment I don't know if our listeners know this but we record these sessions on zoom so I can see you are you opening a bottle of Prosecco right now This is the that's a great question, but this (laughs) this is from ten o'clock in the morning. Last night at midnight, I recorded a segment with Alessandro because he's our guest in today's. uh, You know, in fact, we just listened to his segment earlier, and this is the cork from the bottle of prosecco. Because another thing that I'm doing is anytime a guest comes on, the guest gets to decide what we're drinking together. So it could be tea, it could be coffee, it could be whatever. And so I haven't even told you we're going to do this yet, but I've already decided we're going to do this. Okay. We're going <laughs> to we're going to move you from La Vera Italia. Well, actually, not even going to move you. We're just going to have you 
be interviewed. I'm going to interview you in the first part. I think that you'd be such an interesting person to interview in the first segment of the podcast. Anyway, so yeah, that's why I was playing with the cork because we were drinking Prosecco last night. Anyway, so I'm curious to hear when we do have you on as a guest to be interviewed about what you're going to choose that we're going to drink together. I know it'll be very interesting. <laughs> so whatever it is, I have to drink it with you, even if it's grappa. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what time we are meeting for this interview. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I can't tell you right now. That is the perfect Italian answer because everything that you eat or drink comes down to what time of the day it is. Okay. And I know it's not today's topic, but last night I went out with some friends of mine who come from the United States of America. And we went to this beautiful restaurant in Siena. We sat down, they brought us uh, our menus and the wine list. Of course, it's separate in Italy. And they immediately, well, they were inviting us. So they immediately picked the wine list and chose the best wine there and asked for the wine. And both the waiter and me and my husband, actually all of us were just staring at them. I'm like, okay, okay. And they couldn't understand because they were ordering wine before food. How can you know what you're going to drink if you don't know what you're going to eat? Maybe you're going to have fish. Maybe you're going to have steak so you don't know yet and then that specific wine wasn't there and it was so fun because the waiter came back and said sorry this is not here uh would you like to have a look at the menu first while i check what other wines i have (laughs) oh how clever (laughs) glad i'm not the only american making such a silly mistake in italy yeah it's just a rookie mistake how can you have a you know full-bodied very tannic red wine if you're having oysters Uh, that's a really really good point and um yeah thanks to you i know that uh that you know because we we went through this at lavinia's restaurant recently (laughs) yeah and um yeah it's it's a really good point so how was dinner did you have a nice dinner yeah it was amazing it was so good and nice and cozy and this restaurant had a cellar with all the wines so they told us why don't you go there and pick your wine and well it was in the in Siena in the city center and we went down the stairs and we were in an Etruscan tomb so that cellar was built like in the fifth century before Christ oh my gosh welcome to Italy I know (laughs) we gotta go there we gotta go there sometime I'm looking forward to I just keep imagining these really really great Italian dinners these Tuscan dinners that we're gonna have together when Alessandra and I come visit you in Luca because yeah uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be really really special and then it'll also be fun to have you guys come sometime to southern Italy where Alessandro is, you know, that's his neck of the woods. And it'll be fun to have him be kind of the host and know what to order down in Southern Italy. That will be amazing. I can't yeah. wait. Looking forward to it. Okay, really quick, before we get into your segment for the week, Vera, and your really interesting topic, I just have one piece of business. I forgot to do this in last week's episode, but I would like to take a moment to acknowledge that Vera just had a birthday. So, Vera, tanti auguri, buon compleanno, 
happy birthday to you from all of us. Even though you are not our actual Italian family, we really feel like your family and you're a dear friend. You feel like family to us and we just love you so much. And we want to thank you for being here with us every week, sharing your wisdom about Italy. And we just hope you had the most wonderful birthday. And we're sending you our love from all over the world, 90 countries around the world. We're sending you birthday wishes. So again, wow. <laughs> and we love you and happy birthday to you, Vera. Thank you. Grazie, grazie, grazie mille. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Happy birthday. Now we're officially the same age again. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about today's really interesting topic. And before we get into it, I want to share with you where this actually came from. So in season five, every season I try to do things a little different just to keep things fresh. And one of the things I wanted to do uh, this particular season was I'd like to give listeners the opportunity to ask us questions if there's something on your mind that you really would like to know the answer to, if you are curious about a topic and you just really don't know what the answer is, and it's something to do with moving to Italy or life in Italy or whatever, I'd love for you to feel comfortable enough, even if it's the simplest little, silliest little question. Don't, don't think any question is silly because the reality is if you don't know the answer to it and you don't know who to ask, we have the perfect person here that can answer any question about Italy, right? Well, I hope so. Yeah, I can tell you what I think about it. Yeah. And so there's no stupid question. There's no question that's too silly to ask. And so fortunately, we had a listener recently reach out and ask us a question. And I got her permission to read the question and share it with all of you. And then Veda is going to be giving us her answer to this, because I certainly am not the best one to explain this topic. So I'm going to read the original question. This question comes from a listener whose name is Bree. Bree and her husband have a chicken business. They actually sell chicken supplies for people that want to have chickens in their backyards, which in the United States is right now is a really, really booming business because Everybody wants to raise their own chickens because eggs are so expensive. And their business is called Pine Box Provisions. So you can find them on Instagram. I got Bree's permission to share her question on the air here with Vera. And so I'm going to go ahead and read this. And this is what Bree had to say. Bonasera, Nathan. With regards to your latest episode, they'll have to pry potatoes out of my cold, dead hands. And she said, the cheek kissing, we need more details. The stress that you felt that landed you under a bed is how I feel about this act, this Italian act of kissing. She said, does it change? Do the lips actually touch the cheeks? Is it more of a hover? Who would you hover with do you make sounds? How quietly? What do you look for when the other person is coming in for a greeting that you can use for, for cues? I have similar anxiety with people that hug. What arm goes around the shoulder? What parts of the body? 
oh, I just feel the anxiety just thinking about it. Very best, Brie. Okay, so I wrote back to Brie and I told her that that I completely understand. Mission accepted. I was going to bring this up to Veda and we were going to talk about it. So, Veda, I'm turning it over to you. We're discussing the famous Italian double kiss today. Tell me everything we need to know about it. Well, okay, let's start by the easiest thing. We always, always lean right and get the kiss and kiss the other person on the left cheek. Okay, we're leaning to our right. Our right, yes. So you lean to your right. So each person is leaning to their right. Yeah, you see? Which, you, we can see each other. You see like this. Yeah, that feels right to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We, just, we just did a practice on the screen in, yeah. in front of us. Okay, so that felt right. So I realized without even realizing it, that's what I've been doing because that's what I've gotten used to because Italians are the ones taking the lead here. Okay, got it. Okay, in Italy, okay? Because in other countries in Europe, they do the other side. And sometimes when I, as an Italian, kiss a person from the Netherlands, we might kiss on the lips because I'm going the same way they are going. <laughs> no, just kidding. You realize first. But it's something natural to us, okay? We start when we are really, really young. So I had to think about it. So you lean right and just move your chin a little bit forward, like face yoga, you know, like this. And you show your left cheek. Now, you kiss the other person's left cheek. So because you're one in front of the other. Lips don't touch the cheek. I mean, you don't move your hands towards them to just give a kiss like, like this. No, okay? But you sort of, you know, cheek to cheek when you dance, <laughs> slow dance. So your cheek is right there and the corner of your mouth touches their cheek. And their corner of the mouth, so the left with the first kiss, touches yours. So it's just a little corner. So it's actually easier than it seems. You lean right, left cheek against the other person's left cheek, just a bit of the corner of your mouth sort of touching their cheek. And you go, so it makes a sound, but not too much. It's not so much. It's just like this. You don't push your lips out like you would do when kissing a baby, you know, like this. You just keep your lips kind of flat and just tiny sound. And it's kind of quick. You see, that's the rhythm. Okay, that's it. Now, this is the easy part of it. The most difficult one is that I was mentioning this before. Italians, we don't have much of a personal space. We like to be very, very close to each other. So obviously you don't just kiss. Your hands in that moment are either, it not, now it depends who you're kissing, hi. So basically if it's someone you know pretty well, so it's like a courtesy kiss, you just shake their hands. And in the meantime, you lean in for your kisses. If it's a real friend, you hug them, you know, with both of your hands around their neck, so behind their head, and also kiss them. And it depends on your age or also like this. But in any case, the most common thing is probably to put your hands on the other person's shoulders and the whole body's touch, like 
in front. We, the legs, the feet are really close to each other. I've noticed that people from other countries like are, I don't know, a meter apart. I don't know that in feet. <laughs> you do the math, like a meter apart. <laughs> yeah, Three or maybe feet. a little bit less, maybe one feet apart. And they sort of bow, okay? They move the upper part of their bodies forward to give a hug or kiss the other person. We don't. We just body smash, okay? Very, very close. Because if you stay behind and just lean in, it seems like, oh, you don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So we get really, really close. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it makes sense because it's difficult to explain. Well, no, I, I'm not questioning any, if, I, if my face has a strange expression on it as I'm listening to this, it's only because what I'm doing is I'm trying to reimagine me in all of my messed up times, meeting different strangers and family members, trying to really imagine, remember what, it, what how I do this. And I know I haven't gotten it right, but I also know that it feels very different with strangers, friends, and family. Like, I think those are the three categories, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. So let's start with family. You Sometimes you don't even give the two kisses. You just give a big fat one on the cheek always, and you really hug them. And then it depends how close you are to your family. Maybe it's your grandmother. Of course, you just run to her. Uh, so let's say that family, then every single person is different, but Let's say I meet an uncle I haven't seen in 15 years or whatever since the last wedding in the family, then it would be more like of an acquaintance hug and kiss, but still we get closer to the other person. But in that case, it's still a family member. So probably we would just put one or both hands on the other person's shoulders, not behind the back. It's not a hug, just on the shoulders or the upper arm. Mm-hmm. While if it's a person I just met, like probably, yeah, what happened with Giorgio and Lavinia when we tried our cafe. So we met a couple of times. We were probably the same age, same job. And Lavinia was Italian. So she was very uh, open and so on. So when you left, she came in, she probably shook your hand and gave you two kisses on the cheek. That's something I've actually not experienced is the handshake and kiss simultaneously. I don't think I've ever had that experience. That's new for me. Yeah, it's especially when you're a little bit more formal. You don't do that for friends or family members. Mm-hmm. But uh, when someone yeah, probably wants to kiss you, it's like, okay, it's more than a handshake because we have met already. We kind of talked already and we're kind of friends. So I want to show you that, but it's not like a family member or a close friend where you just hug. So it's shake your hand and kiss at the same time. It's not that stressful and letting the Italian do the move is the wisest choice because you don't know, you don't know. And actually, oftentimes I don't know and I'm an Italian. So it depends, of course, you know, in Italy, nothing is simple, right? It depends on where you're from in Italy. You have kind of differences. For example, when I was younger, uh, as a teenager, so we went for the three kisses. Okay, it was always three. And I don't know if it was just Lake Como area 
uh, or if it was just that adults probably were just two kisses, but we were three. I don't know. It can change a little bit. But the fact is that it depends on where in Italy you are and um, also the, the person you have in front. Okay, because it's something very, very personal. And now the world is changing. It didn't happen that much until 20 years ago, 20, just 20, to like, let's take you and I, for example. We've been talking basically every day for the past year and we've never met. So, of course, it will be the first time I'll see you, but I'll come in for a hug and a kiss. Heck yes. And if even if you All don't, right. I would. But <laughs> <laughs> <So> you see, <clears throat> things are kind of changing what is the same all over italy doesn't matter is that when you first meet someone it's a handshake just a handshake doesn't matter the age or you know the the, the sex it could be two males two women a man and a woman doesn't matter so it's always a handshake and you say piacere okay that's it and usually it's the first time you meet someone um you Start with the formal use of the lay, especially with, you know, um, real estate agents, like you just mentioned, or people that work for you. And then you talk with them. And that can change. Okay. So maybe you're at a restaurant and the waiter or the owner comes out and you start talking and you connect some way. It's not just what would you like, of course. You start talking about Italy, about your nation, about what is going on there. Or maybe he remembers because you went to the same restaurant two years before and they remember. So you start talking and at that point, you're friends. And when you leave, especially if you're leaving for a long time, then you go in for the two kisses. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you say, arrivederci, grazie, è stato un piacere. So both when you arrive and when you leave. Then obviously it depends. If you are here in Italy and you meet your uh, neighbor, every day you don't kiss them every day but maybe it's their birthday so you bring something you bring a tiny cake or you bring a bunch of flowers and they will lean in for a kiss okay so a kiss is not just a greeting it's also to say thank you and in at birthdays it's so fun because maybe especially christmas actually you're all gathered at a dining table and it's time to open all the gifts that Santa, Babbo Natale brought. And you start, oh, who's this from you? So you stand up and you go to that person and you kiss and then they kiss you. And then big families, it's just a huge kissing party <laughs> because it's also as uh, as a thank you. So then with friends, yeah, it's, it also depends on how often you see them, because if it's literally every day, then you stop kissing them every time. But maybe if you leave for a holiday or you're going back to the States for a couple of months and then coming back here, then at that point, it's a bigger bye-bye. So the Italian will lean in for the kisses. Now, the only thing you have to remember is you lean right first, because that's the only awkward thing. Okay, and then let the Italians dance. If they shake your hands too, you shake their hands. If they take you in in a very big hug, you just go with the flow. We know what we're doing, but don't worry. If we try to, we don't think about it, okay? So 
the Italians will not wait for you to kissing them. They won't even notice you're just there sort of waiting for their clue. So don't worry about that. And if you they, if the Italian leans in and you don't know what to do and you go left, you go right, we just laugh it off. It's not something that offends us, okay? That is absolutely not something that Italians get offended for. So don't worry about that. Never ever be the first one kissing someone though. Because it could be inappropriate, not offensive, but just inappropriate. It's like, why is my, you know, maybe it's the estate agent. Why is this person trying to kiss me? We are all alone in a house that doesn't even mind. What's going on? No, I'm just kidding. But just don't be the first one. Okay. And everything will be fine. It's not something that offends us. It's way worse if you have cappuccino while you're eating um, pasta con i gamberi. <laughs> yes, that's way more offensive. Absolutely. If you're drinking cappuccino with shrimp pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love what you just said. You said, let the Italians dance. And that really brought up a great image. When you're dancing, there's always someone leading and always someone following. So just know that this is a dance that you're going to do with Italians. And they're they're very proficient at this dance. They've been doing this dance their whole life. So they're going to always lead. And you're never going to be the one leading. For the rest of your life, you are going to be the one who is following. And you need to just be really comfortable with that. And I think most people actually find it comforting because they know they don't have to lead. And so that's nice. That's reassuring. So that's a really good, I feel like that's a really great image to take away what they're doing. You just flow with it. Mm -hmm. And there are a few hints, of course. Usually men, I mean, two men kiss less often than two women, for example. But in that case, especially with two men, what it happens is that they shake their hands and they just pat the other person's shoulder, it's kind of a, not a real hug because it's even, you know, worse than kissing, (laughs) not worse, but, you know, more intimate than kissing on the cheek. Uh, But it's just like a pat or, hey man, how is it going? Sort of like this. It is very common for two women to kiss on the cheek and also men and women. And usually it's the, yeah, it's sort of the man in that case that takes the lead to lean in for a kiss, uh-huh. but it's- Bro, With a woman. With a woman, with, yes. With a, with a woman. woman, okay. So the women, the woman is not going to take the lead in that. So that goes back to more the traditional thing of in dancing, men tend to lead. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but I mean, it could even be the woman, doesn't matter. So basically, if you're a foreigner, never take the lead. If you're a foreigner man, you know that uh, probably- a woman will take the lead, but less often uh, because you're a man. But if you don't go there, she will go there. And if you are talking or want, are greeting another man, probably he won't lean in for a kiss. Unless yeah. it's a family member or a special occasion. That's, the, that's exactly it. You just hit the nail on the head. A lot of you who moved to Italy will never have family here. I'm sad sad to say you will have adopted family you will have families that adopt you and will probably have their the rest of their family there with you 
and they will probably treat you like family. And so you'll have the family experience that way. I have the great advantage, I suppose I should say, and I'm aware that it's an advantage of having family that here that is Italian. And so they're they're Southern Italians. They they live in Northern Italy, but they're Southern Italians in their hearts and their culture and their habits. And so when we're when there's a big group together and there's aunts and uncles and cousins, everybody, like you said, everybody's doing the kiss. Men, women, everybody, it's just a big, huge like kissing circle and until everybody's been kissed. And um, yeah, that was new for me. That was the first time I'd ever been in a situation where I was like, oh, oh yeah, I just had somebody's, you know, somebody's whiskery cheek against mine. And I mean, that that was that was a new thing for me to to have that experience with family members. But it's quite lovely. And when you do spend enough time here, you really get comfortable. I don't even think about it now. I don't even think about it. And there's also another difference. We are touchy, touchy. I don't know. When Italians talk and maybe they are explaining something to you, they will touch your arm or, you know, touch your shoulder and get really close to you when they're heated. I mean, not heated with you, but in general, they're talking about something they really care about, like food, of course, because we're Italian. And they just get close. And, and when they say, you know what I mean? Or do you agree? And they keep touching your arms in your hand and they're really really close and some people that really have this bad habit it's kind of creepy because they literally stand two centimeters from your mouth and you're like okay now they're going in they're going in for a full french kiss i don't know because it's kind of scary but it's not it's just that personal space is different especially compared to northern europeans that they leave like a very big space and so on italians they're all together and crushed together so they, they just don't care if you're a little bit uncomfortable if you need a little bit more space just try and understand that most Italians don't understand this maybe you can step a little bit back I try to when I have people getting too close to me but yeah it's almost impossible just yeah go with the flow we are Italians <laughs> that's hilarious well I have a question for you maybe maybe i have one more question about this, Veda, and I don't know how much more you have to share on your, on your, in your notes, but one question I have for you is uh, I was, you know, we moved to Italy in 2020 and it was still the first year of the pandemic. And then it became very, very much a no-no to kiss. Kissing went off the table here. And it stayed off the table for most all of 2020 and 2021. And it's only like in the past year, wouldn't you say, that it became a thing again here? Yeah. Especially with you. I mean, not you, you, Nathan, but you're a foreigner. Of course, family members or best friends that met every day already starting from 2021 they got back to kissing. And now I can still see some people that are still worried about COVID. They still wear masks, maybe when they go to the grocery store, things like that. So yeah, it's not back on, okay? The, the whole kissing thing is not their full speed, but it's it's getting back, it's getting back. 
And also people are kind of more respectful. Maybe the other person that is scared of COVID, so they don't want to be the, the first one. But I think in a few, especially this summer, everything will be back to normal because now it's winter, there's flu season. So maybe people are kind of a little bit wary, but this summer, yeah, you will see Italians kissing in the piazza on a Vespa, you know, everything <laughs> ever dreamt of. <laughs> well, it that sort of brings us, so obviously if someone's wearing a mask, don't even try to kiss them. Just don't. Don't go there because they're wearing a mask. They don't want anybody breathing their same air. The last thing they want is a kiss. So that should be a first clue that kisses are not going to be happening. And like you said, some people are still wearing masks here indoors and out. And, um, you know, that's for either their health or other people's health. The other thing is that I have learned here, living here with Italian family members, is that if someone is sick or not feeling very well themselves, and you normally kiss that person and you're greeting them, they're going to let you know right off the bat, oh, no, I, uh, I'm sick. I have a cold. And so I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be kissing you. So that's something I've also noticed, especially this season, you know, that my, my mother-in-law or my Alessandra's aunt, whatever, you know, they, they had bronchitis or fever or weren't feeling well they'll let you know like i'm not going to kiss you because you don't want this and we're not we don't want to be sharing germs which is nice can i be totally honest please okay yes that's true totally true you're right but i don't think they say that so you don't get infected with what they have it's because they want to let you know that they're not feeling good. We like to complain about our health or things like that. So you start, oh no, poverina, mi dispiace, che cos'hai, stai meglio. Because just think about it. You meet them. They say, oh, don't do the kiss thing because I'm all contagious. I don't know what I have, a cough, a freddore, tosse, I don't know, whatever. And then they talk with you they just give you they, they offer you a coffee in their places they're sitting at the same table you're touching the same food and when they leave they usually do kiss you <laughs> try and remember if that happened it it's hasn't just... happened with that hasn't happened with me because i've been sitting in the car and they said you know you know we the, the first kiss was not you know we're not kissing because i was sick and then there is no attempt at a second kiss there normally would be but I think that you're talking about us in someone's home, which is also a different scenario than sitting side by side next to someone in a car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is different. And then maybe with COVID, something changed, but I'm really mad because I'm kind of an hypochondriac. I would say, I don't want to know if you're sick because I don't care. Maybe we were wearing, yeah, full space suit i don't care but if you tell me you have something that i start feeling it it's my fault i know that it's not that i got infected but it's just i don't want to know and well with covid everyone was like oh i had i sneezed four days ago so maybe you don't want to come too close to me and i was like oh that's very respectful thank you and okay but with every other single flu or disease you might have, stomach issues and, you know, nausea and vomit, they just don't care. They tell you. They come, they kiss you, and they're like, oh, I spent the whole night vomiting. And I'm like, don't want to know it. You're oversharing too much information, no thanks, and 
why did you just kiss me then? Oh, but it's not COVID, don't worry. <laughs> so we understood the importance of staying apart with COVID. We still need to understand that maybe also other things. Yeah, I don't want to be healthy and I don't care. But usually the when they tell you that they're not feeling well, it's because we love to complain. So, because then you're pampered and people say, oh no, how are you doing? Tell me more, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... That's really, really great. Thank you so much for that. So Brie, we are going to dedicate this segment to you. Thank you for your great question. If you are listening to this podcast and you've had a lingering question that you just wish you could have the answer to and you want a real Italian to answer the question, write me a message on Instagram or send me an email at I'm moving to Italy podcast at gmail.com. You can email me. You can use that email address to email me about anything you'd like, but just send me a message and let me know that you'd like to have something answered on the podcast. And at least at, during this next season, season five, we are going to allow you as a listener to have any question related to anything in Italy, whether it's food, customs, moving here, anything, we will research. If we don't know the answers, we will get the answers for you. Most likely Vera already knows the answers, but even if Vera is unsure about something, we will find the answer and we will give you the information. So feel free to ask. We thank you so much for that wonderful segment today. And we look forward to being back here with you next week for another La Vera Italia segment. Buena giornata. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Thanks so much for another wonderful La Vera Italia segment, Vera. It's always such a pleasure to be able to spend time with you and to learn all the things that we need to know about life in Italy from you, who is a real Italian and who understands Italy better than we ever will. So thanks again, Vera. And once again, happy birthday to you. If you are looking for the world's best language coach, especially if you're wanting to learn Italian, Vera and her company, Kike Language, is literally the very best out there. Vera is my own personal language coach, and she is also now the language coach of many of our listeners. So if you are using Vera as your personal language coach, either in a group class or one-on-one, -on -one, you know exactly what I mean. She really is the best. And listeners from all across the United States, Europe, Australia, Canada, all over the place have signed up for Veda's one-on-one -on -one or group class coaching. And it is, I can tell you firsthand, it is just the very, very best way to advance your Italian language skills. So, you can visit Vera at kikelanguage.com or you can go to imovingtoitaly.com and go to the Learn Italian page on my website and there are links directly to Vera's website. So check out Kike Language and thanks again, Vera, for being a wonderful co-host on this show with me every week. Your segment is just absolutely invaluable to all of us. So thanks again. Well, that brings us to our surrounding sounds for this week's segment. Before we get into those, I want to quickly thank our sponsors for our show. 
ExpressVPN, and Babel Language. Babel Language is not a replacement for a language coach, but it is certainly a wonderful supplement, and it has helped me tremendously. So I have used most of the different language apps and the, the different language learning programs out there. I've used Pimsleur, I've used Duolingo, I've used Rosetta Stone, and I found that Babbel is just far superior to all of them. There are multiple different ways to learn using Babbel. If you're just driving in the car, they have ways to just listen in an audio lesson. If you have your phone and you are maybe on a subway or riding a bus or on a road trip and you want to put your headphones in and practice Italian, you can do that. If you're at home or you're on a break at work, wherever you are, it's there waiting and ready for you whenever you are ready to take one of their very short but very effective lessons. So you can go to my website, imovingtoitaly.com, and click on the links for Babbel Language. Babbel Language offers between 50 to 60% off, depending on what kind of promotion they're running for our listeners if you sign up for their lifetime membership. They also have other percentages off, very generous percentages off, even if you sign up for a yearly or a monthly plan. I personally have signed up for the lifetime membership so I can use Babbel language to learn any language I want. So thank you so much, Babbel, for being one of our sponsors and for sharing these generous offers with our listeners. I'd also like to thank ExpressVPN for sponsoring our podcast. ExpressVPN is a service I use every single day in Italy. If you are moving to Italy or planning an extended trip to Italy, it is an absolute must. Not only do you get to use your streaming services while you're traveling, but when you're using public Wi-Fi, you're protected. With my iPhone, I'm able to get my phone to make and receive calls and text messages. I've had some of you recently ask me, when I'm moving to Italy, do I need to get an Italian SIM card? I personally do have an Italian SIM card, and I think that that is ideal. It only costs about $6 a month to have an Italian SIM card with an Italian phone number. So I have a very reasonable phone service in the United States. I only have five. I have the lowest plan. of It's like $15 a month. Then I spend another like 5 or $6 a month for my Italian phone, and I spend around $8 a a month, eight or nine dollars a month for my VPN. So all of that added together is just a little over twenty dollars a month to have a phone number in Italy, a phone number in the United States. I kept my phone number and to have your VPN service. And I happen to know that most of you are spending well over forty, even fifty dollars a month just for your one number where you live. And so if you're moving here to Italy, feel free to reach out to me and ask me what I'm doing, how I've got things set up. I'd be happy to walk you through what I'm doing personally, but I have to say that I would not be able to save hundreds and hundreds of dollars a year and be able to still make free phone calls and text messages and stay in touch with my friends and family back home if I didn't have this VPN service. You're going to need it. Trust me, it's going to be a game changer for you. So 
check out imovingtoitaly.com. Follow the links to ExpressVPN. When you sign up for their one-year plan, you get three months for free. So thanks again, ExpressVPN, for being a wonderful sponsor of our show. All right, well, that brings us to our surrounding sounds. And today I've got two sounds for you. The first sound, speaking of bills and phone services, sound of me going to pay my Italian phone service. The carrier that I use here in Italy is called Veri. In, in, in English, you would just say Veri, but it's V-E-R-Y. And for about $6 a month, I think it's $5.99, I get a whole month of data. And I don't use a lot of data here in Italy because I'm usually on Wi-Fi. But when I'm out, out and about, my phone, actually, I have two SIM cards in my phone, too. That's another new thing I've learned how to do. So I've got an eSIM card from Mint Mobile in the United States, and I have a physical SIM card in my phone from Italy. So my phone literally has two numbers programmed into it. It's kind of an amazing thing that, that iPhones are able to do now. Some of the later versions of iPhone allow you to do this anyway. That's probably more information than you needed about phone service, but hopefully that you find that interesting and helpful. I didn't know any of that before I moved to Italy, so hopefully you find it helpful. So this is a the sound of me going into a local tabaccaria, where here in Italy you can go to post office or tabaccarias where you buy things like cigarettes or lottery tickets or a wide variety of other things. But you can go in there and give them your phone number, tell them how much you'd like to add to your account. You give them your number, they'll look it up, they give you a receipt, make sure you you look at the number, make sure it's correct, and then they add $10 or whatever. I think I added $10 to my account and during this visit. And I also asked the woman behind the counter for two stamps because I was mailing some letters to the United States. So I asked her for two francobolli, that's the Italian word for stamps. So I asked her for two stamps. So you can hear me doing that, paying my bill. And the whole process took me about two minutes. So that's the first sound that I have to share with you. The second sound I have is a little bit of an interesting one. So I've told you the story about the old ladies that are living on the same floor as me on the third floor of my building here. The two 80 and 90 year old, I think one of them's 89, the other one's like 92. The two sisters, they're, they've never been married. They live together. They do this really kind of cute thing, actually. <laughs> they go to bed. Usually they, they go to bed after midnight, but last night they went to bed a little early. They went to bed around 11. When they go to bed, I can hear them laying in bed talking to each other. <laughs> it's so cute. I, I just, it almost reminds me of like two little schoolgirls talking to each other, you know, with the lights off, laying in bed and talking. And every single night they get into bed and for about 30 minutes, I hear them having a conversation with each other. Well, last night I thought that I had enough time to fill my bath up and to take a bath around 11 o'clock. Well, when I went in and turned the bath water off and the bath was full and filled with bubbles, I heard them having their nightly conversation because my bathroom is right next, next, like the wall is adjoining my bathroom and their bedroom. 
So I picked up the sounds of me trying to take a silent bath <laughs> with the two sisters having their conversation on the other side of the wall. I don't know how well you're going to be able to hear this, but I thought it was kind of hilarious. And I was trying to take the most quiet bath in the history of the world. Hopefully I didn't disturb them. I'm, I'm almost paranoid now of making too much noise because, you know, in the past when I didn't realize that my wall and their wall were adjoining, I was literally like turning music on and singing in the bathtub. And I like to take late night baths. And so here I am subjecting them to me singing <laughs> as I'm in the bathtub. And so anyway, I'm trying to make sure that I don't disturb them in the future. But so this is a sound of me paying my bill at a tabacaria and also trying to take a silent bath with the two old sisters in the in the adjoining room uh, of the apartment building. So enjoy those sounds and I'll be back afterwards to say goodbye. Una ricarica da 10 euro, veri, grazie, sì. Pagamenti solo i contanti. Contanti. Numero? Numero 320-270-7601. Ciao, Ciao. sono tornato. Grazie. <ride> e, controlla. Corretto. Grazie. Ok, due francobolli per Stati Uniti. Per favore, grazie.
Well, could you hear those two sisters having a conversation? It was very muffled and through the wall, but I think you could still sort of hear it. Anyway, thanks for coming back and sharing another week with me. I'm so happy to be in season five with you. I've got such great interviews lined up. I'm going to be interviewing three different people this week. And so in the coming weeks, these interviews are going to be coming out. And this season is going to be one of our best seasons yet. Thanks for coming along on this journey with me. Thanks for being here and allowing me to grow in this process. I I don't have it all figured out, but I've certainly come a long ways from where I started. And I just want you to know that the whole reason I'm here doing this is to give you hope and to give you the comforting thought of realizing if Nathan can do it, I know I can do it because he's a disaster. So if a disaster like him can survive a new life in Italy, new new language, new country, new everything, I know I certainly can do it. So that's my goal. That's what I want to bring to you each week and to share with you and to encourage you to let you know that if I can do it, you certainly can. My friend, wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice today, I hope you are healthy and well, and I look forward to being back here with you next week for another episode. So until then, take care, God bless, ciao, ciao, ciao.